This is Notable Nerds, a pro nerd report podcast where we introduce you to really cool nerds who are doing really cool things. I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and my goal is to highlight nerdy, talented people who are killing it in the world. In each episode, we will hear their origin story, and they will impart a bit of advice and wisdom to others who might be looking to get in their industry or just learn something new. Without further ado, thank you for joining us, and now let's meet today's Notable Nerd. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said in the intro, we have a very special guest today on the Pro Nerd Report. He's been in video games, audiobooks, visual novels, commercials, and anime. This dude has done it all. He is the golden voice himself. This is Chris DeToli. How you doing, Chris? Hey, what's going on? Not much, not much. Glad to have you on the show. Glad. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, man, thank you for being here. So for the people who may not know you, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. Like, like you said, my name is Chris Atoli. I am a uh, professional voice actor. I've been voice acting for over seven years now. So that's going back in 2015. Uh, I've been in commercials, video games, a lot of independent video games, anime, uh, medical narration, audiobooks, on hold messaging. Let's see what else. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think all the <laughs> other and a couple other stuff. That's like the boring side of voiceovers. So, uh, yeah. Man, you've done it all. Like I said in the intro, man, you've legitimately done it all. So I got a question for you. What got you started into voice acting? So I was told by my father, I'm a character. So I wanted (laughs) to use that. And when I was younger, my father always told me, you know what, Chris? I could totally see you when you're older talking to yourself in a padded wall. And I'm very happy to prove him right. (laughs) Yeah, uh, looks like he was exactly right. He was 100% right. So uh, I'm really happy to prove my pops right. So, uh, but in all seriousness, it was just, um, acting was always something I had a passion for. Uh, I did a lot of theater and when I was young, uh, this is going back a long time ago in the nineties where, uh, Nickelodeon used to be in Orlando, Florida, and you could actually take a tour of the Nickelodeon studios. And they were actually having a pilot of a new game show. I was actually one of the first contendants and I actually made it on two episodes. Unfortunately, they turned that show into what's now known as Wild and Crazy Kids. I have been one episode of that, but I kind of got like the acting bug from that. And I never really, never really knew like where to go from there. Like I just kind of, you know, always just did theater, local community theater. And then one day a friend of mine introduced me to a website that was called Voice Acting Alliance. So I did a few projects on there, nothing really big. It was just more like for funsies than an author saw me or rather heard me and said, listen, I'm producing a new audiobook of my new book and I wouldn't mind if you audition for it. So I did and I got the part and that was my very first big paid, like my first real paid job from doing voiceover work. And I said, all right, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it right. I'm going to need coaching. So then I got coaching. Then after coaching, I got my demos and then I started networking and marketing and uh, here I am now. That's really cool. So what did it feel like to get the first check? That was incredible. Uh, I was shocked. I never saw so much money in like just a few hours. I mean, audiobooks, they're rough. I I hand it to anyone with the patience to do that because they're just a little more complicated than your standard (laughs) voice over work. So 
that was, uh, I was really shocked. I actually took that money and took my then girlfriend on vacation to go to Otakon in 20, oh gosh, 2015, 2016. I'm kind of dating myself a little bit, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, 2015. Yeah. is when we went. Okay. Okay. So for all my first time guests, I have a segment called putting you on the spot where I ask you a, just putting you on the spot question based on your area of expertise. So Chris, what's your top five games of all time? Uh, that's a hard question. I would have to say right off the bat, the Blue Bomber himself, Mega Man. Okay. 91. You know, I'm a fan of the classics. I would have to say Final Fantasy VII is uh, the one that inspired me. Actually, that uh, piqued my imagination to be more creative and write like little fan stories uh, for myself that got me into writing. The video game that really inspired me was Lunar Silver Star Story. Okay. It was an old video game that was on, I believe, the Sega Saturn. Uh, the second CD, excuse me. Wow, I'm really dating myself. <laughs> and they brought over like a copy to uh, the PlayStation. And just seeing the animation worked in with the voice acting, that really inspired me. So I have those three right there. The other one, I would have to say Master Blaster. Okay. On the, uh, Nintendo. And of course, uh, Mr. Green had himself. Link Zelda is okay. And actually, it's a tie between Zelda and you're going to laugh at this one. It's actually the uh, 1992 Olympic game for the Nintendo. And you are kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you are kidding. There's a reason for that because uh, we actually had the mat mm -hmm. that we actually would have to tap on. And the reason why that's my top five favorite game is because I have two other brothers and me and my brothers and their friends. That was the only time we really get to bond and play that game together. And I remember like going down there trying to run. And we would tap on the hands, trying <laughs> to get over the jump and everything. And yeah, that, that was just so much fun doing that as kids. And looking back, I, I wish I knew where that game went because it's worth so much money oh, now. Yeah. And we have no idea where it went to. Yeah, that's a collector's items now, man. That's a solid list. That's a solid list. I only can think of one game that I've like not played, but I've never played anything on the Sega Saturn or like I've only I think I only played Sega Genesis and below. I mean and above. I've never never touched any of the previous sega like consoles yeah sega cd like back then they were blowing up pretty big and when they had the, the sega cd uh you only could listen to it if you had speakers so you had to like hook up speakers to it and we didn't have that i don't mean like small tiny desk speakers for you know all the millennial audience i'm talking like in the 90s where it was like these huge speakers you need to have like stereo mm -hmm. speakers <laughs> So we had, you had to hook them up. So we play games and maybe no sound on them. Okay. But uh, we eventually got some kind of little hookup with it and it worked. We got a little bit of sound. It wasn't great, but it worked. So uh, that's what I remember playing some of the games like Jurassic Park was one. Uh, Lunar Silver Star Story. Mm -hmm. I think what was another one? I would have to say Golden Axe, but that was on the regular Sega. So it was just a few. Okay, okay. So I got a question for you. Um, just a side question. Are you more of a retro gamer or are you more like play modern games? I do play modern games, uh, but my heart always goes to retro. Um, the only reason why is I play a lot of new games because I like to listen to the voice acting. Mm -hmm. And I feel over the years, it kind of went from storyline to graphics. And they like the graphics look incredible, but the storyline in one way or another kind of suffers a little bit. Not saying okay. they're bad by any way, but you know, I remember like playing Golden Axe, and that was a pretty good story. Or better yet, 
Nemo, the dream adventurer, which was on Nintendo, that story was so incredible and the graphics were horrible. They were just eight bit, but the storyline just engulfed me. And that was incredible. I actually would have like daydreams playing that <laughs> instead of going to school, like going home and playing that game. Yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I, um, so like some of my favorite story, like modern day stories and games right now are like the last of us and God of war. Those games are like where I kind of think they have a really good mix of like graphics and like good storytelling right there. Even Absolutely. Red Dead. Uh, I don't know if you played Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Redemption 2. I feel like those also, you know, have like are really good modern games that have like really rich stories. I have. Um, I wish I had more time to really dive satisfy into my inner nerd and dive into a lot more games. Uh, it's just I have always put uh, whenever I, I always put, you know, money into my family into my training mm -hmm. so just to kind of always stay one step above the game even though you're always three steps behind and that kind of <laughs> makes sense never enough time in the day is it yeah. yeah yeah so let me ask you um just another side question really quick you did you ever get around to playing breath of the wild yeah i know I you're have. a zelda fan i remember breath of the wild three i love that game that was probably probably one of my favorites it's one okay. reason it's on my top five is because and the Nintendo Olympic game takes that spot. <laughs> <laughs> I got what you mean. I got what you mean. So you talked about your history into voice acting as like what started your interest. Let's talk about your history as a voice actor. Can you give the audience some projects that you've been a part of? Sure. I was part of a project called Arma 3. I was in the video game Kansu Fighter where I played Khan, who's one of the secret fighters. I was in Rebite in the Psychopathic Chef. I was... Let's see. I'm just going back to some of the characters I play. I'm thinking I was in, I'm in a new video game coming out called Imago, which is being released actually September 30th. Uh, I actually play two of the main, actually the two main characters in that game I play. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was one called Brigadine Grand Edition. Okay. I played uh, Paternus, Cadius and a lot of other characters too they did it was originally uh japanese and they brought it over to the united states on the playstation uh actually no you can download it on an emulator now and they were brought it over uh in the english cast and they wanted to dub it and i was one again one of the first projects i was in one of the first paid projects i was in so that's just a few uh right off the top of my head I like think of this other ones that unfortunately I can't talk about. Uh, no, it's all good. We completely understand. So I got a question for you uh, with all these projects that you've been a part of, especially in gaming. Like, do you collect any of the game, all the games that you've been a part of? Absolutely. And I do my best uh, to try to help them market uh, that video game to say, hey, listen, you should really check this game out. It's really cool because there's something about indie, indie developers that they just put their heart and soul and all their spare cash into the game and it's just inc incredible and the fact that they choose me to help voice some of the characters to help bring their imagination to life that's incredible and that's really breathtaking and i love helping them out with that i completely agree like i really do have a soft spot in my heart for like indie developers especially like as i've done this show and gotten to know so many of them to see like the blood sweat and tears and the passion that they actually talk about with their projects you can see it you know they put their heart into these things and really they're like wizards because they make these worlds come to life you know like 
it is really cool. And they and they don't have like the big triple A budget of an EA or something like that. So it's really it's a it's a huge accomplishment for like all the things that they do. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So when you get a new role, like let's just say just one studio hits you up and they and they, they offer you a role. Um, how do you get into that character? Like what's the what's the like the I guess you could say what's the process like? So I kind of get an example. Uh, usually they'll include a little brief origin of the character, sometimes a bit too much. Uh, and then I say, all right, what does the character look like? Okay, then I kind of imagine what they would sound like. So, all right, if it's a big rugged guy, I might lower my voice a little bit. Or maybe I'll kind of go the opposite. If he's a big, rugged, a big rugged guy, maybe I'll do his voice a little high-pitched. Mm -hmm. And I'll just kind of, if he's a bit, my favorite type of characters are villains. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of, when I'm in there, I'm not Chris. I'm that character. And uh, I do have a trade secret. Well, not really a trade secret. Uh, my coach told me this, one of my coaches. I actually have five pictures in my studio of five individuals. It's a person I love. One of them's my mother. One of them, the person loves my wife, my best friend, uh, someone who I absolutely hate, <laughs> and uh, another person, which is my daughter's. And oh, that's sweet. I actually, whenever I'm reading, I will turn to them and read to them. Like I'm talking to them because each time I read to each individual, individual person, my tone changes. You know, if I'm talking to someone I hate, you know, I'm going to talk differently to the someone I love. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah. And a lot of times, uh, after doing my warm ups, I'll <laughs> just kind of, you know, arch the character like. I'll act like him, almost like I'm doing on-camera work, mm -hmm. but I'll make sure to stay clear to that microphone. And I just kind of let go. If I cry, I cry. If I scream in pain, I make sure to scream in pain. Uh, there's actually a funny story where I had a project I had to do, and I was, I guess, at a convention. So I had my portable rig set up, and I had to do a bunch of uh, screaming and fighting lines. I actually <laughs> had security and police come to my room and say, listen, uh, we're having complaints of, you know, people screaming. Is everything all right? I'm like, I I'm sorry. I I'm a voice actor. Here's what I'm recording. You know, I apologize. So that was. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder what the react. What was the reaction like? They were like, is that a real job? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, I get paid for it. So, yeah, um, I just showed them, uh, you know, file. I let them check my room. They were kind of giving me half looks. And I said, listen, and I just played uh, a few sound bites of a show that I'm in. And I said, this is who I am. And it just so happens one of the persons knew what show it was. And he's like, oh, I know what show that is. Okay, listen, uh, you have a great day. Just try to keep it down. <laughs> That's like, really cool. I, I kind of can't, but all right. I, I see where you're going with it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So as a voice actor i'm sure you have like dreams and aspirations are like a dream role so if someone came to you just infinite amount of money and they were just like hey chris we want you to do a blank project and you got to be and you got to name that project you got to name like what character you would want to voice as what 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 character would you choose oh gosh uh i always loved the show steven universe i was always <laughs> wanted to be like a character on that show mm -hmm. i don't know something about it was always it was just mind-boggling to me uh there was of course avatar i uh, would love to be on avatar the last airbender okay i was about to ask the blue people are like <laughs> <laughs> isn't it sad we got to clarify that yeah <laughs> so but 
uh, you know, now they're bringing a new series now where they're, you know, adults. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I would have to say probably on, uh, I have two dream projects. One to be in a major cartoon on either Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. And the other one is actually to be on an on-screen project with my cousin, who's also an actor. I okay. just, I always looked up to him. He was in uh, Godzilla. He was in so many, he was in the Watchmen show on HBO. He's in so many projects. And I always look up to him as an uh, inspiration. So Jesse, if you're listening, hope it work for you, buddy. Shout out to you, man. That's really dope. That's really, really dope. So what games are you playing right now? Are you still playing anything? Uh, I try uh, to get involved. I'm, right now I'm playing Guild Wars 2. Okay. Uh, I'm also going back and playing Final Fantasy 7. Um, seeing what games like, you know, pick me up. I play a lot of indie games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one game I'm looking forward to play called Amago, which not just because I voice in it, but because I know uh, I got friendly with the creator months before I voiced the project. We just happened to network at an event and it was a virtual event and we just kind of hit it off. And the fact that he put so much blood, sweat and tears into this game, I'm very much looking forward to play. And I play a lot of, like I said, a lot of indie games. Oh, that's really cool. What, um, what console or, or PC do you game on? PS4. PS4. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. So are you going to get a PS5? Player. I'm sorry. What was that? Well, are you going to get a PS5? uh hopefully eventually uh i'm I'm kind of uh right now there's no video game there's just only two video games i want to play on it right now Mm -hmm. and it's just they're so scarce and just i like to wait for the price to drop uh i try to be a smart shopper as much as i can it's actually how i got a lot of my equipment uh i just you know went to a lot of groups and they were selling it i mean you know a thousand dollar microphone buying it for 400 bucks yeah it's used how's it used i talked into it that's you know okay i'll take it <laughs> so what are the two games out of curiosity that i'm looking to play right now or mm-hmm. that you're looking forward to playing on that ps5 when you get it oh one of them will have the other uh, final fantasy 7 remake interlude mm-hmm. i believe it is and mm-hmm. final fantasy 7 part two okay uh, as you can kind of guess i'm a big uh final fantasy 7 fan that makes and, complete sense and the only reason why i'm such a big fan of that game uh because I, I actually love Final Fantasy VI, which is three in Japan or whatever. The one with Kefka. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that one, too. I would really love for them to remake that one and put it on. That's a dream project. If they remade that and I got to voice one of the characters, I'd be... Because that is my one of my top five. But the reason why Final Fantasy VII is one of my favorites is, again, uh, the PlayStation first came out. It was one of the big RPGs on it, first ones. And my brother and his best friend would come over and they would play it and they would let me play, which if you're a younger brother, you, you know, you don't really get that luxury. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I just remember playing Final Fantasy seven with them and we all grouped together for the cutscenes and everything. And we just would have a good time with it. Yeah. Chris, before we go, I got one last question for you. What, what words of inspiration would you give to an inspiring voice actor? Growing old is inevitable. Growing up is optional. And, if you're going to pursue it, don't give up your day job in the meantime. Course work, save a certain percentage of your paycheck and go with coaching. Do not get the equipment. Get coaching. When you get coaching and once your coach and your coach has to be someone who's a reputable coach, they have to have a few credits under their name. They have to be in the business for at least a minimum of, I would say, seven years. 
Um, people might fight me on that, but you know, uh, I would definitely say coach has been in the business for seven years and is represented by several credited agencies. They booked work and various projects. Then when you're done working with them, you make your demo. Then when you're demo, then you start marketing yourself in that process. Then you get the equipment. You don't need the $4,000 booth, the $1,200 microphone, the $1,800 microphone and the $900 interface right now. You want to work on your craft. That's your moneymaker. Because there's a lot of voice actors right now who say, you know, I got the equipment. I, I'm not getting enough work. I'm not getting enough work. Well, you might need more coaching. I mean, you the thing, the cool thing about voiceovers is everyone in the industry, at least everyone who I met, is so friendly. And they want you to succeed. They're nothing but supportive. My coach makes thousands of dollars every day. When I book a small project, he says, oh my God, Chris, I'm so happy for you. When I mean he lights up, it's like I'm his child and he's so proud of me. You know, you just get an amazing feeling with that and go through that. You're going to have to work on your craft. You know, you got to have the horse before the carriage. You don't want to be up, you know, what Creek without a paddle. So definitely get your coaching, then work on your demos, then market your demos. And while you're marketing your demos, get the equipment. And when I say growing old is inevitable, growing up is optional is because like I said earlier, I get to prove my dad right and talk to myself in a padded room all day and get paid while doing it. It's a fun job. I get to make someone's dreams. I mean, how many times we sit there and we're playing video games and we just get swept away by the acting. You get to voice something like that. And that is an amazing experience. Really good words, really good words. You Sorry, really went into it. <laughs> no, no, you really no. I feel like that was inspiring, man. And I, I'm not even a voice actor, but I was ready. I was like, <laughs> the game, coach. <laughs> no, so really good, really good there. So, Chris, it's been a joy having you on the show, man. Thank you so much for and for like being here. Thank you for giving your time for like to be here. And I want to thank you, like thank you for the words of inspiration that you just provided, an inspiring voice actor. And you know, thanks for just hanging out with me. So, thank Absolutely. you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me, Sebastian. It's really cool. No, no, man. When you um next time you get like a cool project, you're allowed to talk about after it's out. Of course, you know, just hit me up. I'd love to have you back on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. For sure. Well, Chris, uh, well, we will see you on the next time on the Pro Nerd Report. Stay cool, man. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> All right. So. All right. So you still there, Chris? Can you hear me on the? All right. So. All right. So I just ended that video portion on the video portion. I use like segments of the interview, but I usually have like B-roll of like stuff that you're into or like stuff that we're talking about behind it. So don't be like too concerned about the video portion. Uh, no problem. Okay. Making sure um, I will send this. Um, I'll get started editing on this um, and I will send this to you like the both the video and the audio. Usually I get I get like done with the audio per part first. It's really kind of more easy to like edit. So I'll send that to you and I'll have you look over I'll look over it slash listen to it. And you got full veto power, man. If you don't like it, you know, we can either do it again or you can like veto the whole project. But I won't. No, like I, I really said, I'm, I'm easy going. I trust your judgment. Just let me know if you need any of my uh, social handles or anything. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'll let you know um, when it's going to be launching. And then that way you can like uh, I'll like put your socials in the descriptions as well. So people can like just look at the show notes and know where to find you as well as like um, you can post this on any platform you choose after it's, you know, I'll send you a link and you can post wherever you feel like it. Absolutely. Sebastian, thank you so much for having me. And if you, uh, 
or doing any other episodes in the future on voice acting or anything nerd-wise. I would love to be a guest again. Oh, man, I'm definitely down. I was thinking of doing, like, a retro series where uh, I wanted to talk about, like, what it was like growing up, you know, like, with the retro consoles versus, like, gaming now. So I think you'd be perfect for that. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> retro game. I remember uh, when I was young playing Neopets on dial-up. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember I would like I would just play that. We get a phone call and the line would just go that that whole mm-hmm. and like my dad go get off the internet. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't use the phone back then when you were on the internet. That's yeah, crazy. man. That's... Looking back, we really had it bad. We couldn't use the internet. We had to tune to channel three. <laughs> the intent had to move the antenna to get like cl- like the clearest possible like signal for like so you can actually watch TV. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was rough. It was we lived yeah. through we lived through the dark ages. We did, man. <laughs> but no, um, but again, Chris, man, I want to thank you so much for being here, and thank you for being a guest on the show. It really means a lot. Absolutely, it means a lot to me to be a guest on your show, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really uh, right. mean that. Oh, th- man, I'm flattered. So I like I told you, I'm gonna send you the edits for all this, um, just in case you at least want to give it a listen before it gets um, posted. And um, I'll let you know what day I'm going to schedule it out for. Um, I've had a lot of guests. So thankfully, you know, like I have a lot of wiggle room so I can kind of like slot it. I usually do one one like solo episode with me a week. And then I also do a guest slot on that same like week. So I kind of have two episodes going out in the same time, like on the same week. But yeah, I I think this one's going to be a real hit with the audience. I think you were a tremendous guest. And like I said, I'm thankful for you, man. Thank you so much. I'm thankful for you, Sebastian. If you ever need a guest on any episode, again, I'd love to help you out. I love helping people out, man. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'll be in <laughs> touch and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. All right. You too. Bye, Chris. Bye-bye. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I just want to remind you that you can get Notable Nerds every single Thursday, and we're going to bring you the dopest guest in the nerd community. If you want to suggest a nerd that you think should be on the show or discuss topics of an episode with others, join us on the Pro Nerd Report Facebook group. Once you're in, go ahead and provide some feedback. The link to join us in the Pro Nerd Report free Facebook group is in the show notes. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope to catch you every single Thursday. Holla at your boy later. Peace.